generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. I think that before we sing, let me just show you something that ties into what um, Larry just shared with us. If you go to First Peter, Jehovah Zoglabadi, a supporter's Kilibatus. Lord, help me find this. I'm going to find this. Just so you know, whenever there's a word from God, that word will be tested. It has to be tested. Okay, you know what? Well, let me let me take you to uh, Psalm 12 first, and then maybe I'll come back to First Peter. Look into your Bible, Psalm 12. <laughs> yeah, I feel your presence in this place. Psalm 12, from verse six. What does it say? If you have it, Psalm 12, verse six. What does it say? The words of the Lord are pure words. And then what does it say? So he's saying that God's words are like silver left alone to shine. How? Tried. Tested. So even God's word will be tested. And you know, when you're testing silver, you don't put it in like a refrigerator or a freezer or like your nice handbag or something. You put it inside the fire. So that means anybody who is holding onto the word must be willing to go through the fire with it. Are you following this now? Yes, sir. Are you getting this? Yes, sir. Because the word will be tested. Now, the reason the word has been tested, Tony, is not because God wants to punish you. It's because God wants to establish the perfect validity, the authenticity, the unbreakable nature of the word. To let you know that if this is my word, it's not going to fail. So I'm going to take you through, look at that. I'm going to take you through the worst thing. Now, which one would you rather fall into, water or fire? Water. Which one would you rather fall into? Water. So that means the people hate fire, right? Which one would you rather fall into, sand or fire? Sand. Which one would you rather fall, be carried by, wind or fire? Wind. So fire is the worst element, the most dreaded element. God is saying that I will expose my revelation to the worst element and it will still shine through. Amen. Are you understanding this? So when you receive a word from God, if I sometimes... <laughs> You know, when you receive that word, you might like, I already know this thing. I already know this thing. Your exam is loading. Yeah. You, you know, you're hearing, you're hearing a message and in your mind, you're like, it's not forgiveness. Me, I've been forgiven since 1865. That week, something will happen. You don't know about it. <laughs> that week, something is going to happen that would test that, are you here, somebody? Yes, sir. So, word is coming about provision and supply. Yeah. And like, mm, I got it on lockdown. 
Me, I've been supplying angels' needs for 50 years. <laughs> Are you getting this? Yes, sir. So the word will be, look at someone say, the word will be tested. Look at someone say, bro. That's sis. The word will be tested. Now, now, but what's the next? It says it's purified how many times? Now, that word seven times is an indication of perfection. You understand that? That's what seven is. Seven there means that the word will come forth pure and perfect. Let me just announce to you, Enoch, no promise that God has given you will fall. None of them will fail. Dr. Obi, you're looking so beautiful this morning. Some jand anointing is all over you, all over you. Shayaba. International oil. <laughs> so, so the word is not going to fail. Look at somebody say it won't fail. It won't fail. Now what's the next line there? Tell me. Can you read it loud and clear? Who will keep them? You will keep them. Why is it saying you will keep them after talking about purifying the word? Are you seeing that? Because if, no, it's not just about contamination. If they're holding on to the word, they will go through the same thing that the word is going through. Which is what? Fire. And when they are going through the fire, what will the wicked generation say? What will the wicked generation say? If this word is true, why are you going through fire? If God is true, why don't you have money for your rent? If God is true, why are you not married? Since you claim you're a virgin or you stopped sleeping around five or seven years ago, who am I talking about? Sir? Yes, sir. If this word is true, why is it that doors are shutting or closing in front of you after singing Red Seas Party? Because God has to test the word and the heart to know, or rather, for you to come to a place that even when it looks like the door is closed, you're still saying doors are opening. understand all right I really need to show you this just give me a moment sorry
Fresh anointing everywhere. Fresh 
His favor is all over me. His grace is all over me. His power is all over me. All over me. I can feel it. I can feel it now.
of earth is so purified seven times. It says, oh God, you will keep them from the perversity of generation and from wickedness. Now, look at what it says here in verse should we take it from verse, uh, oh Lord, help me. From verse 3. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to our Look at somebody say, my hope is not dead. So my hope is alive. That thing God has placed in your heart as an expectation, as a dream, as a calling, as an assignment. That hope is not dead. Waiting on God for a job, for a husband, for a wife, for a baby, for a business, for a breakthrough. That hope is not dead. He said he has begotten us again to a living hope. Of course, this hope is talking essentially about eternity. But on the journey to eternity, there are certain things that God has already earmarked for you. So, for example, it was part of uh, Paul's hope to reign with Christ forever, but he needed to appear before certain kings. He needed to walk in the miraculous in certain areas. He needed to be able to shake off the beast into the fire and watch a snake that should have killed him die. So those things were already there. So the hope is the everlasting hope, the coming of God concerning your life. But there are certain things that God has earmarked for you on earth and you will not miss any one of them. It says, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you what's the next line who are who are what why is it talking about being kept do you remember in Psalm 12 he actually said that thou will keep them in other words every time there is a promise a prophecy a word of, from God something will try to destroy you yeah. to attack you to molest you to harass you to intimidate you to break you but somebody shout I'm kept by the power of God how are we kept who are kept by kept by I'm not kept by CCTV cameras I'm not kept by halogen security I'm not kept by may God who may God or may not God Come on, somebody. I'm not kept by the bulldog. I'm kept by the lion of the tribe of Judah. Come on, somebody. I'm not kept by perishable infrastructure. I'm kept by the power of God. You are, you are. It says, how we kept through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last day so before the rapture you will not be destroyed or before you're caught up with God and glory you will not quit you will not break down somebody came this morning and you were tired you're like maybe this faith thing does not even work this is the word for you this faith thing did not start with you God is the one that gives you faith and if God gives you a gift 
it must work. Yes, Come on, somebody. Look at somebody say, don't give up now. Don't give up now. Right, to on the last time in this, what do you do in this? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do now? It's actually one of the things I'm going to teach today in the message. What do you do? In this conviction that this faith will not fail, that my hope is not dead, that my God is still alive, that all things are still working together for my good. He said, in this, David, I grant me. rejoice now he says if need though for now although now for a little while if need be you have been do you know what it means there is no grievous trial that God allows that there is no need for because so you rejoice in this and if need be if it's necessary Come on, people. God doesn't waste your tears, Cooper. Jerry, God doesn't just cause you to be upset. They just stole your phone. And he's like, let me just... No, no. It's that if need be, I'm going to allow some things. If there is a need for it. Are we here? You have been gripped by various trials. Not just one, Josh. One hits you here, like, ha, ah, what's that? Another one hits you there. Look at someone say, there's a need for it. There's a need. God is too caring to allow grief without reason. You, you understand that? Somebody say, you are, 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 you are. my light now let me close with this not the message this is the pre pre-message <laughs> so this is a message this spontaneous message now just spontaneous worship all right let's, let's go and this will just now why what's the need if need be you have been grieved by various trials look at someone say god knows about it so God wrote about it before you were born. Alfred, you get what I'm saying? He said, if need be, you have been, do you know what grief is? Emotional pain. And somebody goes like, God doesn't care. God knows what grief is. The Bible says that Jesus was griefed and it was called son of sorrows. In other words, after raising the dead, you subjected yourself to death. Do you know how disgraceful that is? Yeah. It's like you teaching the whole class, taking them on tutorial classes. They scored five points. You had carryover. Who, who knows what I'm talking about? That, that's like, so, so you're going to write the exam again in the junior class. Like, oh, we heard about you. You are the person that helped everybody pass. That's what it felt like. Jesus on the cross. So, is this, there is the dead. That's why they said physician heal thyself so he went through it and some of you are going through the grievous process now why is that he says that the what another word for genuineness is what authentic 
simplicity, veracity, trueness of your faith being much more precious than though it is tested by may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus whom having not seen you love you don't see Jesus but your heart craves him you don't see Jesus but you still believe him you don't see Jesus but you still know it's true God said that's genuine faith fake faith will fall away when the car does not come when the marriage is delayed when the baby is not there fake faith will fade away when the promotion is deferred fake faith will fade away when there is no help inside but genuine faith will keep on going through the water and through the fire and through the flames and through the denial and through the desperation is there anybody with genuine faith this morning can you raise your hands and give God praise and honor and glory though now you do not see him yet believing what do you do rejoice with joy and can we rejoice in a few moments Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice in you. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice, no matter what you're going through. God is there for you. God is there for you, no matter what you're going through. God is there for you, no matter what you're going through. God is there for you. God is there for you. No matter what you're going through, God is there for you. No matter what you're going through, God is there for you. God is there for you. No matter what you're going through, God is there for you. Look at somebody. No matter, no matter what you're going through. God is there for you, God is there for you, no matter what you're going through, God is there for you, no matter what, no matter what you're going through, God is there for you, God is there for you, no matter what you're going through, God is there. Joshua 1. Dark times 
come and go Troubles will stay the same I'll sing the rest later Joshua chapter 1 Joshua chapter 1 Let me teach People hurt you People fail you People break you down Joshua chapter 1 From verse 1 through verse 9 Are you ready for the word? Someone's like, I already got the word. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1, if you're there, can you say a strong amen? amen. Perfecta. Let's read together loud and clear from verse 1 through verse 9. I may drop out at some point or I may stop reading to the microphone at some point, but please be kind enough and disciplined enough to follow through by yourselves. Can we go? After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all those people, to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river the Euph river Euphrates all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory continue very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night there to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? But strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go. Favor, favor, favor. Glory to God. Father, we thank you because your word is blessed. Our hearts are open. Our minds are nimble. Our ears are attentive, our whole beings will yield in responsiveness to your instruction. Lord, I pray particularly for those who are feeling inadequate, insecure, those who feel like they don't have what it takes, that through this teaching there will be an impartation of the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Upgrade our thinking elevate us till we begin to see that we are indeed seated at the right hand side of the father let us not leave our territories to the invasion of weeds and demon spirits but let us 
responsibility to take the territories that have been divinely allocated to us in the name of Jesus. Let our grounds not be fallow. Let our hands be firm. In Jesus' name we have prayed. All right, I want to quickly start off today by saying that we've been on this series, for those who might not know, because we've not emphasized this core part of the series for the last two Sundays, as in using these words as often as I normally would use words when we're titling series with those words. So uh, we're talking about taking territories. So we spoke about unity. We spoke about your heart, which is very important. We spoke about the heart, which is very important. And... Uh, the reason we started with the heart is, sorry, you distracted me, GB Vicky, go somewhere to the back. The reason we started with the heart is this. The heart is the first territory that you must take. If you don't take the territory of the heart and yield it, surrender it to God, different things around you will begin to encroach on your heart. And I mentioned this to you, the devil is not scared of you taking any physical territory if he takes the territory of your heart. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it proceeds the issues of your life. Whoever rules in your heart will rule in your space. That's why for you to get saved, you're called to the kingdom of God. The word says that with the heart, man believes and with the mouth, come and help me, confession is made unto salvation so the first territory that must be conquered is the territory of the heart and that's why we started off this series on taking territories in an unusual way typically if people were approaching the subject matter they will start talking to you about media and entertainment and politics and avenues and there is truism in that and we'll get to that but the first thing is the territory of your heart until god has conquered you he can conquer through you and until God has conquered you, you will not be a servant leader. You will be a dictatorial instructor. So God wants to take over the territory of our hearts so that as our hearts are yielded, as our hearts are responsive, as our hearts are surrendered, what's happening is that we are growing in grace. Somebody say, give him the entirety of your heart. Am I saying give authority of your heart? I'm already saved. Well, Revelation 3 says, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, who was it writing to? It was writing to the churches. It was writing to the church. So somebody can have their heart already surrendered to God, but after a while, they close up certain aspects. And they're no longer as responsive or as responsible in the things of the kingdom as they once used to be because something has happened in their lives that brought about disappointment and brought about discouragement and they did they shut that area instead of opening up to God for healing. Somebody said, give him your heart. Now, having said that, it's also important to know that we are saved unto good works. The Bible makes it clear that we are saved unto good works. We are not saved for nothing. We are saved from something to something. We're saved because we have an assignment. There is an assignment on our lives. There is something that God has called us to do. Every human being has an assignment, whether they are saved or not. Every human being who is saved is given access to legitimately execute the assignment concerning their lives. That's why when you look through the Bible, you begin to see words like the appointed time. In other words, you have a date with destiny. Only two people believe that. 
There's an assignment. There's an appointed time. That's why you were not born in 1655. <laughs> That's why you're not born in 1322. That's why you're not born in 2087. That's why you were born when you were born because the building that God is constructing required your services at a certain time. If you're setting up a building, you don't need the painter when they're laying the foundation. So you have to wait till you've established the foundation, set up the walls, you put the brick and mortar in place, and then the screening and the cement and all of that, and then you bring the painter later. Look at somebody say, coming later does not mean I'm useless. And every assignment that God has for your life is to a people and to a place. Your appointment is to a people and to a place. Concerning Moses, it said that he shall bring deliverance to the Lord's people. Concerning Jesus, he will bring salvation to the people of God. The Baptist, he will be the voice in the wilderness crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So in every assignment, you will find two things, people and places. Somebody say people, people. and places. Can you say that louder? People. You are not just sent for nothing. Until you've discovered the people and the place you are sent to, you are not really yet on assignment. You are just drifting. They're just sort of like floating, hanging around. Let us. I know I'm sent to raise kings, to project the duality of our Simon as kings and priests. I'm, I'm sent to raise kingdom influencers. Now, if you had asked me maybe 10 years ago, I might not have described it using that terminology, but I've said I was sent to raise people who are spiritually strong and also have impact in the environment. I might have described it that way. So you are sent to a certain cluster of people. Do you know why? Some people cannot understand your voice. Sometimes it's because you're not sent to them. Jesus said it. He said you cannot understand my teaching. He says you are of your father the devil. So there are people who you're not sent to because they are of the devil. But there are certain people that you are not sent to just because you are not sent to them. Jesus said I am not sent but to the lost sheep of you don't know the scripture? I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, when was I speaking? His earthly ministry. His heavenly ministry says, if I believe that I will draw all men. So Israelites, Jews, Gentiles, men, women, boys, girls, bound, free, Greeks, Scythian. But that is heavenly ministry. His earthly ministry required a description and a domain. So even though you can do all things in Christ, you are not sent to do everything. Your earthly assignment, because you're living in a limited body, your earthly assignment is limited to certain boundaries and certain territories. Oh, come on, people. This is why, even though you can do all things, God doesn't ask you to do all things. Even though you have a great anointing, you will see somebody else who's carrying an anointing that you don't have. Because the assignment is different. You're called to treat eagles. You don't need to learn how to swim to do that. So God didn't make you a swimmer because I sent you to eagles. Not to fish. 
I'm speaking metaphorically. Are, are you here? Look at somebody say, you are sent to a specific place and a people. Now let me also mention this so that you don't get caught up in the, oh, so maybe I've missed it. Oh, maybe so I've lost it. Now many of you might be in transition or you're drifting, but let me mention this. The people and the places you are sent to can change through the seasons of God's leading in your life. Because there are certain people, now get it, I hope in this service, if not in the second service, because certain people have gotten stuck on their last assignment. Don't let your last responsibility stop you from your current purpose. So there was a time David's assignment was take care of the sheep. Imagine when it was time to go and fight Goliath or to go and drop the food. I said, no, I'm a specialist in shipology. I have nothing to do with bread and cheese. I have nothing to do with fighting giants. I have nothing to do. Don't become so addicted to God's use or rather to God's move in your past that you're not flexible enough to flow in where it's leading you to. So, your assignment can change. <laughs> the place you're called to can change. Paul had a vision. I believe Acts chapter 12, he had a vision. In that vision, he saw a man saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Which means that Paul was not in Macedonia. He was being called there. Doesn't mean that Paul had missed purpose when he was not in Macedonia. No, he was at a different stage of the purpose of God for his life. Why are you all so quiet? You, you, you're getting it. Some of you, the Lord put your water on the fire. And the water has been boiling, 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 boiling. Ah, I'm just boiled water. When God is about to put Gary in your boiled water, say, no, no, I don't want Gary. I'm just hot water. Don't block the Gary God is bringing into your life in the name of I'm just boiled water. What does that mean? When God wants to give you extra responsibilities, assignments, or a new direction in leading, it could be that it's time for you to move to the next phase of your assignment. So you're called to a place and a people. Write this down. I'm not called to do everything everywhere. Your assignment will typically fall within those three things. Number one, you're called to do something somewhere. One. Number two, you're called to do some things somewhere. And then you're called to do something in some places. Something in some places. Number four, some things in some places. You are not called to do everything everywhere. So number one, you're called to do something somewhere. Two, you're called to do some things somewhere. Three, you're called to do some things somewhere. Or you're called to do some things in different places. All right, time I got to move. Did you get that? Somebody shook her head, but you're not even writing. <laughs> Don't be lost. 
Number one, you're called to do something somewhere. somewhere. That is a particular thing in a particular place. Or you're called to do different things in one place. Number three, you're called to do different things, many things, in one place. And then finally, many things in different places. But you're not called to do all things in all places. Even Jesus didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. So you're called to a place and the people. Abraham was given a territory. So write this down. Every assignment has territorial implications. Every assignment has territorial implications and territorial allocation. You see, this is what some people don't understand when we say take territories, take in territories. You know, some people just say, no, you are canal, you are earthly. God didn't call us to take territories. You, you, they don't understand the fullness of the kingdom mandate. Because the very first thing God gave man before God made man was what? Why did he give him? Territory! That's the first thing. Every believer is given a territorial assignment. You see, James chapter, sorry, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Before you were formed, I knew you. Before you were born, I ordained you as a prophet unto? Shout aloud. What are nations? Territory. What's a Territory. Could be a tract of land, a body of water, a designated geographical location. That's what a territory is. So every believer has a region that they are called not to become champions over for the sake of personal aggrandizement. What are they called to do? What was Adam called to do with Eden? Take pictures. Help me. To do what? To tend and to keep it. Another word is to cultivate what does it mean to cultivate groom take care of nurture are you following this so when it's time to take territory we're not saying go and become gmd of nnpc and be fled or go and take care of the oil sector are you understanding this you know it's not this whole take over let's take over take over Let's go and take, let's show them. Pepe. No, don't pepe them. Cook for them. That's what taking territory is about. Is somebody getting it? Well, share you. You're getting this now. It's not about and, and, and Daniel became the most prominent person in Babylon. Why? To take care of the kingdom. Why did jo uh, Joseph become the prime minister? When he became prime minister, was it for him to spend all the Egyptian dollars? What was it for? He took care of the economy. So a territory, take, a territory, territory taker, he's a kingdom caretaker. I'm sure somebody's getting this for the first time. It's just for God to display his excellence and his beauty. That excellence and beauty is not to intimidate your generation. It's to inspire them towards God. That's what it says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see 
your good works and give glory to your Cecilia hairdo. By the way, can we celebrate this amazing creative? This year has been recreated 800 times. Are you, that's authentic creation, not the other one. You know, there's Cecilia and there's the Somalia. It's not people try to copy it. But when you do this, and God is giving you a foothold in that space and in that sector, and you keep building this one day, an international company is going to come with a deal and say, we're looking for somebody who we can do a joint venture with or who we can engage as our African director. Oh, I need more energy in this room. I'm only using it as an example. It's true for you. Let me, you know, you know um, Waleoni? Waleoni is a Yamaha ambassador. What has he done? He's been able to recreate African sounds and now they've integrated it into the soundboard of a new, what's the name of the, their newest keyboard? S something, 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 something. So Waleoni is the first African ambassador for any major musical company. Now, when we understand what we're doing and you become an ambassador like that, you won't just get excited. I, I'm not saying he's just excited because I know he's a deep man, so I know he knows what he's doing and he knows that it's a kingdom thing. But when you have the opportunity, as you are synthesizing the sounds, you are skabashing, mekotu zegeti kataya, and you turn every keyboard into a kingdom icon or a microphone, that wherever the sounds are released, because sounds are spiritual, let the gateways and the portals of the heaven be open for angelic manifestations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what the territory taken is about. It's not about you counting money and driving cars. That's perishable stuff. It's about you being an access point for divinity in that sector. If I'm not talking about you, keep on looking the way you're looking. But if I'm talking about you, look for somebody and say, I am a kingdom caretaker. Some of you are not saying like you believe it. John, you're not saying like you believe it. Duny, you're not saying like you believe it. Obi, you're not saying like you believe it. Can you look at somebody and say, I am a kingdom caretaker. And this is why you must know the territory. I will share this in the second service about finding your place and filling your space. There are enough opportunities in your own territory for your promotion. Let me say that again. I said there are enough opportunities in your own territory. Yes, sir. is not the greatest singer. He's a brilliant musician. He has a he composes, he produces. I believe he writes as well. I'm not sure. But look at this. He does not need to have the greatest voice, but he's produced some of the biggest sounds. So even in, ter in a territory, there are sub-territories. And because many people are blinded to the validity of their calling, they are trying to compete with people who are diligent in their own assignment. You don't need it. When we say God has given you a territory, there is a place that God had in mind before you were born. The reason your gifts are the way they are is because of the territory you have to take. The more complex your territory, the more intricate your gifting. So some of us, we can fish, we can hunt, we can cook, because our territory requires that assignment. Listen to this. Some of you, you think, I don't have the kind of gifting Pastor Dami has, or I don't have the kind of gifting the Cooper has. Maybe your assignment does not require that. 
See, if you're a missionary, right, and you are sent into the village, missionary, watch this, you're sent into the village, a thick village, with all kinds of forest and wild animals, do you think that teaching will be enough for you to survive? Will you need some supernatural gift? Will you need to learn how to cook? Will you need to learn how to make tents? Will you need to learn how to create fires with stones? Now, if somebody was sent to London, does he need to be a tent maker? So some of you, because God knows the territory he's taking you into, will already be developed enough. He didn't give you certain gifts. But some of us, we are groundbreakers. We, we are community shapers. We are missionaries in a strange land. We are called into strange places. So we need to be able to preach. If preaching does not break the ground, we will sing. If singing does not break the ground, we will be able to innovate. and cre- Do you understand what I'm saying? God did not cheat you by giving you just one gift and giving somebody ten gifts. He gave that person ten gifts because their work is harder. It's harder. Is it not harder to take care of 10 things than to look after one? Which one is easier? Take care of one child or 10 children? And those are the children you can see. You can see gifts. That means the more you have, the more you can lose or forget to use. May the Lord open your eyes to see the territory you've been called to. To see the territory you've been called. May the Lord open your eyes. Father, let eyes be open in this moment. Let everyone under the sound of my voice begin to see the specific avenue and places that you have called them to, Lord. In the name of Jesus, that there will be no overlap, that there will be no running in, there will be no breaking of ranks, but each man will find his space and his avenue and maximize their assignment and their calling and bring you glory in the name of Jesus. Somebody raise up your two hands and shout yes, Lord. So you're called to a place. You are called to a place and you're called to a people. You know, Peter said the gospel to the Jews was given to me. So even in the gospel, is the gospel universal or not? Oh, talk to me. Is the gospel universal or not? Does every man need the gospel or not? Every man does. But even in the gospel, Peter said the gospel to the Jews was given to me. The gospel to the Gentiles was given to Paul. Now, in case you're saying to yourself, well, that was Peter. You know, Peter could have read the Gentiles and possibly true. The arguments for that right in the text because God said, arise, kill and eat and said, God uh, is unclean. And so God says, don't call unclean what I've called clean. Cornelius, remember the story. So some arguments are like that Peter could have also been called to reach some of the Gentiles, but it couldn't make the shift from his uh, Judaistic mindset to eat what they called unclean or to interact with a culture that was different from what he grew up in. By the way, one of the things that gives you territorial expansion is your ability to relate to people who are not like you. Because territories shrink when you remain clustered only in your kind. But territories expand when it says, he shall be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. 
And that's the mandate to man. Arise, uh, it said, uh, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, replenish the earth. Have dominion. Right? But so in case you think it's just Peter that was saying, well, uh, Paul was called to the Gentiles. God said concerning Paul, he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles and you will stand before me, before kings. Are you saying that? So certain people, your territorial allocation includes kings. Some people, your assignment does not require palatial influence. Don't let your neighbor's ambition become your life's vision. You get this now? But if God has called to the palace, don't settle for the pit yes, in the name of humility. Yes, That's not humility. That's spiritual insensitivity or even irresponsibility. So you're called to a place. Noah was called to a place. He had to build the ark and then replenish the earth after the flood. Samson was called to be a judge. Deborah, I arose. These are allocations, spaces, environments. And why does God allocate space and environment? Because he's entrusting you with the responsibility to tend and to nurture, to care for, to cultivate. Why are there so many bad roads in Lagos? Sorry. Why is there so much, so many potholes in Lagos? Sorry. Why is there too little road around the potholes in Lagos? Because somebody is not taking care of it. Or some people have not been taking care Now, this is what a lot of believers don't realize. A lot of believers think the territorial takeover will come through anointing. Lay hands. It comes through revelation, responsibility, and capacity development. Doubt or not, God has land that he wants to give you. Doubt or not, God has land. Look at some say God has land that he wants to give you now how many of you remember how many of you went to boarding house you went to boarding house there was something they used to call labor in my school you know labor all right what's labor a portion of ground so sometimes they'll go like this you cut who remembers that Sometimes they will measure like this. One, two, three, four, five. Boom. Sometimes they will go like this. Then that senior, that wicked senior that asked you for your paco and he didn't give. Now, when it came to labor, right? How many of you liked large portions? Large portions. Nobody. Right? But if they are said to you that the amount of land you're taking responsibility for is the amount of land the school will give you at graduation, would you want little or small? The territory God has given you has grass on it. So if you are too lazy to cut the grass, you are too small to possess the land. Some of y'all miss what I just said. God connects the responsibility with the rewards. God connects the grass with the great 
darkness God connects the space with the allocation do you understand this this is why when the believer is lazy he does not prosper the way God intends because God connects your prosperity to your diligence are you understanding this in this case God has already given you the land. That's why uh, the, the person in the book of Proverbs, I think Solomon, said, I walked by the land of a lazy man. And how was it? Overgrown with weeds. In other words, the issue is not do you have a territory or not. It is are you taking the territory you have? Or are weeds taking over for you? My goodness. Let's take territories. Take territory. Let's take territory. It's also taking responsibility for the territory. This explains why sometimes God might delay your marriage because you're currently too selfish and too lazy to take care of somebody else. Sometimes, sometimes, because God doesn't give you land for fun, He gives you land for fruitfulness. And for the land to be fruitful, you've got to weed it, you've got to stomp it, you've got to bring. Now, some of you are like, God, the ground is too hard, possess it. Oh, God, the, the, the job is too difficult. Did God call you there? If God called you there, your anointing is more stubborn than the difficulty. Did God, your, my, my marriage is intense, it's difficult. Did God ask you to marry the person? Because God never gives you land without giving you capacity to cultivate it. Oh, at least five people are getting this this morning. that I walked past the field. The question is not, God, give me land. Give me. The believer does not need to pray for land. Yeah. Sir, Adam did not need to ask God for the garden. Yeah. The garden was already there. Yeah. In fact, he was planted. The garden was planted before Adam was put into it. Yeah. So, your portion in life already exists. Yeah. But are you going to take it? Look at somebody say, are you going to take it? Some of you are even too lazy to look at somebody. I break that spirit of laziness. Look at somebody. Say, are you going to take the land? Or are you going to sit down there and watch weeds take over the territory that God gave to you? Do you know when God promised land to Israel? To let you know the territories are so important to God. When God spoke to Abraham, what did he say? He said, walk the length and breadth of what? What does it say? Walk the length and breadth of. We need to go on an intense Bible study program. In the book of, as I'm book, in the month of November, you will read Bible. Because I'm saying, like the scriptures are, are, even if you don't know, just use idea. Say Israel, Bethlehem, Judea, Jerusalem, don't just look. Don't be magnificently ignorant. <laughs> refuse it, refuse it, refuse it. He said, walk the length and breadth of the land. <laughs> then the confidence in your call out. 
walk the length and breadth of the land as far as your eyes can see I will so the land already exists but you can't take it until you see it and you can't see it until you walk the length and breadth of it what does it mean if the land is 10 kilometers long that means you have a lot of walking to do so your walk with God determines the territory you can take for God Are you seeing this? So when you're lazy to read your Bible, you think hey, God doesn't want me to be spiritual. No, the devil doesn't want it to take territory. Because taking the territory requires walking. They couldn't take the walls of Jericho until they walked around it. Come on. So whatever you can walk around in the spirit, you can't possess in the earth. I just believe that there are at least seven people who are going to have testimonies out of this. I just believe somehow that there might be two more people or three more people who will enter into a new place of responsibility, capacity, authority, dominion. When you begin to grasp those things, you will no longer beg for space. This is what the power means that by a man's gift will make room for him. That means all of a sudden that ground will break open for you. Come on somebody, high five somebody and tell that person, take territory. High five somebody else. Say, I'm a territory taker. I'm not a whiner. I'm not a complainer. I'm not downcast and depressed and feeling sorry for myself and acting like a lousy loser, a jelly jar spaghetti wonder. I'm not that kind of person blown by the feather like a feather by the wind. I am God's kingdom caretaker. I am a territory taker. I am of the God kind. I am walking on earth with authority and power. I am moving in the anointing of God. I'm filling up the space that God has for me I'm entering into a new zone in the spirit my crown will not be left unattended to I rise in faith I rise in the anointed I rise in authority I rise in power somebody shout yes look for three people and tell them take that territory take that space take that avenue take care Joshua chapter 1, give me around verse 3. From verse 3, let me try to wrap it up. So I'm not going to preach what I planned or prepared to preach in second service because I have about I have 60% of this morning's message and I need to preach that in the second service. Because I want to share with you four, actually five things. Five things that are the anatomy of a territory taker, but that's going to be in the second service because of time. Five things that are part of the anatomical construct, big grammar, for the makeup of a territory taker. Because not everybody can take every territory. No matter how powerful the eagle is, it can be king in the water. No matter how great a crocodile is, if you throw it on the moon, it's going to die. I said Joshua chapter 1 from verse 3. When Jesus comes to the earth, somebody goes, Jesus coming to the earth, did he take territory? Of course. 
Now, territory, whilst in the Old Testament, is really about land, right? In the Old Testament, land and water and physical geographical spaces in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, territory, and for the New Testament believer, is not just land. It's not limited to land. It is spaces, spheres, regions of power and authority, domains, sectors, industries, but more importantly, mind share. Mind share. Why? So what's the name? Eniola? Eniolua, I love the name. I love the look in your face. You're like, you're soaking it all in like you can approach this after today. <laughs> now, do you know that God compares you to a garden? Isaiah 58. You shall be like a well-watered garden. So people can be likened to spaces. People, human beings, can either be gardens or dry places. What did God call Adam to do? Govern the garden or tend the garden. What has God called us to do? Tend the people. We said to Peter, love me more than this. Say, yes, feed my sheep. So a territory taker in the New Testament is looking for gold and silver and cars and houses, looking for people. Because in the spirit, real wealth is not money, it's souls. You can be a billionaire in dollars and be poor in the spirit. Oh my goodness. Look at somebody say, which people are you grooming? He says that he that wins souls is... Wise. So the proof of wisdom is not rema. It's transformation. You know, a lot of people think that rhyme is revelation. You can rhyme and rhyme canality. Are you here? You can rhyme nonsense. The wisdom for the kingdom is random. And if you are not married, make sure you use condom. Look at someone to say, rhyme is not revelation. It's okay to have word play, but don't play with the word. <laughs> Judgment eyes. You, you get what I'm saying? So, let's go. Listen, so please I'm gonna give me the verse before this. Verse before this. Yes, thank you. So after he says that Moses my servant is dead and all of that, Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, do what? You remember what I said about walking? Is there a connection between your walk with God and taking territories for God? The more you can walk with God, the more God can entrust you. Because you don't entrust people with things beyond your relationship with them. Here's somebody. You, you don't, for those who have children or those who have nieces, people under your care, you don't ask your random Baba Salasela, Indomie seller on the streets, go and pick your children. Do you do that? Now, so, so the kiosk manufacturer, the kiosk owner, right 
who's on the street is closer to you. But you will call your brother or your sister who's an hour away to go and take responsibility for something that you care about. Isn't that so? That means that somebody can even be inside church but God cannot entrust them with responsibility. So those people call me Lord, Lord with their mouths but their hearts are far from me. So the more I walk with God, the more his nature, his life, his essence, his character, his capacity are gaining ascendancy in my life, in my mind, in my spirit, in my orientation. And the more he can entrust me with responsibility. Do you know something? Sometimes when you go through affliction, it's because God knows he can trust you with it. God knew he could trust Daniel with the lion's den. He knew that. So, it says, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. For you to take any territory, there is a Jordan you must go over. The Jordan is a river. You're not equipped to swim through the Jordan. It's going to require faith, we might touch on that in the second service, to go over the Jordan. But look at somebody say, stop using the Jordan as an excuse. Some of you are saying, God, God has given me the promise, but I have no money. That's your Jordan. God has given me the promise, but I have no partner. That's your Jordan. God has given me a, a vision and a dream, but the society is broken down. That's your Jordan. God has called me uh, to get something done in an outreach. Uh, old people's homes or orphanage, uh, but even me, I'm an orphan myself. That's your Jordan. And God says to Joshua, you must go over this Jordan. You must go over the excuse and the barrier and the limitation and the hindrance and the excuse please have a look at your neighbor who's sitting cool calm collected and tell that person go over this Jordan Remy go over this Jordan Daniels go over this Jordan Roseman go Nora go over this you and remember what I said earlier every assignment has two things one place and place and so when you are not walking in your assignment by taking territory a place is suffering and the people are suffering you and all those people to the land which I'm given to them somebody say land which I am given to them somebody say land which I am given to them so by spiritual allocation the land was already theirs but because the land is good there are people who are already occupying it. The devil never yields territory to the devil, sorry, to the believer without a fight. If we were not called to any kind of battle, Ephesians 6 would not exist. 6.10 File the brethren, the strong in the law and the powers might and put on the what are Amos for? For war. Jesus is called the captain of our salvation. That means that we're soldiers in salvation. I'll talk about that in second service. Next verse. I'm almost done. Next verse. Every place that the of your will tread. 
place not that your words will travel to because many of us were standing before the Jordan and all we're doing is that we're speaking there's a speaking dimension to taking territory but there's a stepping dimension there's a stepping dimension and if all you're doing is that you're speaking but not stepping you will have it spiritually because words release power in the spirit but action unlocks power in the earth so revelation allows you to receive it by faith but action allows you to possess it for real is somebody hear what i'm saying so he's saying to joshua stop sitting there and saying i'm too shy i'm not like this i'm the youngest of the youngest well you can be the youngest and still be the strongest because it's not about your experience it's about your obedience and there's so many people who have been waiting on experience and god is saying if you will obey obedience bridges you into my own experience when you're trying to go by your experience you won't wait for a long time but when you obey me my experience will speak for you and guess who i am i am the ancient of days i know this jordan i know the territory i'm taking you into i know the wall of jericho i know the granite i know the asphalt i know that who am i speaking to right now look at somebody say step on it oh yeah step on it don't allow yourself whine away don't allow yourself fade away don't allow yourself cry away don't allow yourself die away somebody say step on it i'm getting ready to close look for three people and tell them step on it step on it I like what the Bible says Janet the Bible does not say wherever the souls look at somebody say you don't even need two souls he does not say wherever the souls he said wherever the soul singular in other words you might be nervous but step on it you might not be able to stand by yourself but step on it even if you have just one leg God says I will use anything available step on it step on the territory step in the assignment step into where God called you to step into the obedience of the faith look at somebody say one soul is enough one soul of your fit is enough step on it walk into the space and claim it you're a kingdom caretaker you're a territory taker disadvantaged but called ah upset but called the youngest in the family but called nobody knows your name but called still in transition but called no job but I'm stepping into my I'm stepping into God's call for my life I'm stepping into the miraculous who's stepping with me I'm stepping into a territory I'm stepping into the newness of God I'm stepping somebody shy
Uh, I'm go to seven people. Tell them take that territory. Don't let the weed overtake it. Don't let the devil encroach on it. Don't let hell break loose on it. Step into that territory. Walk in power. Walk in the anointed. Walk in glory. Walk in the newness of life. Step on it. I feel the Holy Ghost. I step on it. I walk in the promise. I walk in the prophecy. I walk in the anointing. I walk in glory. I step on it. I'm going to birth things. I will birth things. I will move. Yeah, yeah. Lobo I move. I'm moving. I go over the Jordan. Jordan, you can't stop me. The God who parted the Red Sea will pass the Jordan. The God who brought Israel out will bring Israel in. The God who was with Moses is with me, Joshua. I'm moving forward. I'm going higher. Yeah. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Possess your possession. Step on it. Move in the miraculous. you is because he wants you to miss out on the territorial allocation Yeah. <laughs> 
you Lord for the spirit of revelation thank you for reviving our spirits igniting a fire in our hearts thank you for calling us to a people and to a place thank you for territorial allocations thank you David said the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places this is what he was talking about he said yeah I have a goodly heritage none of us will miss out on their allocation we are your caretakers we will not allow the cares of this world rob us of the care that the world needs from us we are filled with your spirit so we rise in power we rise in responsibility we rise in revelation we will walk the length and the breath with you we will be organized we will be systematic we will be strategic we will have the right systems the right subsystems we will be diligent we will labor in the spirit we will take responsibility we will give we will share we will teach we will learn we will soar we will give account we are expanded we are breaking forth to the right and breaking forth to the left and we are moving in the spirit what that thou this mountain before Zerubbabel you are made plain Jordan we command you to part every obstacle we command you to be removed we rise as soldiers we rise as kings we rise as authority givers we rise with dominion in the name of Jesus We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might we put on the whole armor of God and we begin to take territory for the kingdom tending and keeping not just places and spaces but mind share and the hearts of men and the women boys and girls across the world we give you praise in Jesus name we pray can somebody roar like a lion? Can somebody roar? Hey! kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how